a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers I don't because I'm not as big of a fan of her as you are. Okay, yes, the, the woman is Alanis Morissette, the album oh. is Jagged Little Pill. I thought you were talking about Fiona Apple. No, Fiona Apple never dated Dave Coulier. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, isn't isn't that just a rumor, though? That no, I mean, they dated for two years and then she broke. They broke up and then she thought, wrote. And, well, she wrote She wrote an album. She wrote an album of hate, hate songs. Oh, she after did. this. Uh, yeah. After this guy. Well, that's what Jagged Little Pill. There's there's a lot of anger in some of that. One of my favorite albums of all time. And like the thing is, is if you if you break up with a 20 year old. And she's a songwriter and she's good. She's going to make an, just an epic album. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be about you and it's going to suck for you. <laughs> but oh, also don't date 18 year olds. I, I guess if you're, because th- he was like 30 something at the time. That's the other thing. Yeah, probably. No, I mean, he for sure was. <laughs> <laughs> Students and scholars, friends and relations. Welcome to the Brothers Dim Podcast, a podcast in which we dissect, analyze, evaluate, and um, parse. I don't know if you have anything else, Mike. (laughs) Uh, Manipulate. Manipulate the crazy-ass stories uh, written down and recorded by the Brothers Grimm. Uh, My name is Philippe. And my name is Mike. And today we are going to be discussing Story 13, The Three Little Men in the Wood. Mike, how are you? Yeah, so our air conditioning is busted and has been all summer so far and i've got a little bit of refrigerant left on the on their lower level so i'm squeezing that out every evening just to take the edge off and i don't want to be upstairs right now so do you need window units i've got three in my garage if you want them no i'm I'm in the middle of, of the estimate process of getting all of our stuff replaced with heat pumps can you do can you install geothermal into your house i thought about it we had looked into geothermal years and years ago when we bought our first house and mm. ended up not pulling the trigger on it because you can you can pay a lot to dig down and find out that there's nothing there for you to tap into. Yeah. And I don't feel like gambling $20,000 or whatever it is. Why yeah. do you ask? I wish that I could do the drilling. But I can't because I guess we have the we have the wrong kind of heat in our house. And also they wouldn't be able to get the equipment uh, on our land because we're kind of uh, my house is built into the cliffside. <laughs> it is. Yes. Which which is wonderful for views and such. But it means that we're we're probably not going to be able to have geothermal, which is too bad. You know, I probably can't put a pool back there. No, I, we there's one spot you <laughs> might I, we might be able to put a hot tub, but um, I actually have been told not to put hot tub on my property by your parents, by my parents. I don't know when it was, but your parents told me that I'm just they said to it's a huge pain in the ass. Your parents told me that they had a hot, they bought a house oh. or with a hot tub. Was it at and the they wedding? hated it? Oh, maybe the occasions in which my parents would have met you, especially my mom or only my mom. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when this was. I just have a very clear memory of of Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. I'll I'll edit out your last name. I have a very clear memory. Uh, you've of already your dropped parents. my last name yeah. on on this podcast. Before. <laughs> I know. I know. There are I'm not trying. there there are not many Mike Johnsons, so the anonymity is tough. Wait, well, there's a lot of Mike. Is there not a lot of Mike Johnsons? That's yeah. There's the a, okay. Oh, it was a joke. Ah, ha, 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 yeah. 
Once upon a time, uh, there were two widows, a dude and a lady, each of whom had a daughter. So the lady likes what she sees, apparently, and pursues the dude. Stepmom-to-be tells the father's daughter, "Um, if you convince your dad (laughs) to marry me, then I'll treat you like a princess and uh, you'll drink wine and I'll give you soap. (laughs) Whereas my own daughter will live like a Cinderella. She's going to be cleaning and and everything else. So the, the good daughter agrees to this. Which that was my first, you know, after I read it a couple of times, I was like, wait, that's kind of, that's five kinds of fucked up, I think. I don't yeah. know how nice she is, um, despite all what's going to happen to her. But she she says, oh, yeah, this sounds like a pretty good deal. I'm going to be treated like a princess and this other, my new stepsister is going to be living the life of a woodcutter. Right, I was going to say, she's going to be a woodcutter for all intents and purposes. <laughs> um, this brings us to the first line to make me laugh. She goes to the father. And the father wonders, and he said, what shall I do? Marriage is a joy and also a torment. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me what you really think. <laughs> but um, he eventually comes to a decision, sort of. He has an old boot, and he fills it with water. And he says, if the water can stay in this boot overnight, he'll marry this other woman. And so he he fills the boot with water, and the boot stays full of water. And then they get married. And that is it for the dad. <laughs> we never hear from him again. But sure enough, the first day, the the girl, she drinks wine. She bathes in milk while the uh, woman's own daughter goes without. Uh, Second day, same thing. But then on the third day, tricks. It is reversed. (laughs) And now everything is flip-flopped. And the the stepmother starts hating and hating the stepdaughter more and more every day until she decides to just get rid of her. So in the middle of winter, she sends her out into the woods with no coat and only a, a paper dress and a little bit of old bread and says, Go find me some strawberries. I don't care if it's cold and there's snow everywhere. You just go and don't come <laughs> back until you bring me strawberries. So out she goes and eventually stumbles across a little house with three elves inside. And they ask her to share her bread. And so she does. And they ask her to clean. And she does. And really, that was just kind of a bit of a test for from the elves. They realize the girl is nice. So they give her some gifts. Gift one is that she's going to keep getting hotter every day. Gift two is that gold will fall out of her mouth anytime she speaks. And gift three is that a king will take her as a wife. And then they give her strawberries and and slap her on the ass and send her back home. (laughs) So, of course, now the mom, the stepmom was not prepared for her to come home at all, let alone with the strawberries and spitting out gold every time she speaks. So stepmom's kind of pissed and the stepsister is super jealous. Next day, the step the stepsister decides, I'm going to go find these elves. She packs a lunch, finds the elf house because uh, she wants to get hot and spit gold, too. But the elves say, oh, well, uh, you know, give us a little bit of your sandwich. Uh, she refuses to share her lunch. Uh, she will not help them clean. So they give her reverso gifts, which uh, one, she's going to keep getting uglier every day. Two, every time she talks, a toad will leap from her mouth. And three, she's going to die a miserable death. Worth pointing out that she was sent out not in a paper dress, but fine furs. Yes, yes. The stepmom was like, well, if you're going to go out, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to give you a coat <laughs> and warm clothes and and you know things and, and, and an actual lunch instead of an old moldy piece of crusty bread. So the evil stepsister complains. She goes home. She starts to complain and boom, frogs start jumping out of her mouth. Stepmom is even more pissed sends the stepdaughter out to go rinse yarn on a frozen lake with a hot pot of water, which I assume 
the the hot water would melt the ice or something and she'd she'd fall through the ice and, and freeze to death but lo and behold here comes the king the king immediately says uh hey i i see that you're hot uh shall we marry and the girl uh to her credit at least has some agency in this is like hell yes <laughs> this has been this has been a thin slice of hell that i've been going through uh this this stepmom of mine is fucking bonkers uh i don't like my stepsister yes i would love to to come with you and get married so smash cut to a year later and there's three paragraphs left in this story but a lot happens <laughs> <laughs> by the way that's what i love when i propose marriage is the answer anything's better than this <laughs> she seemed excited a lot of a lot of the women we we've come across just give a weak nod because they've been living in a tree for the better part of three years yeah or or can't talk but, or or their seven brothers will die but um anyways yeah a year later uh here's the three paragraphs um she gives birth to a son and the stepmother hears about it she's super jealous but she comes to the castle talking about she just wants to pay her a visit so they're visiting king has to run an errand uh, leaving just them, just the the stepmom, the stepsister, and the or the new wife, the new mom. As soon as he's gone and they're alone, they grab the queen and defenestrate her. <laughs> just I'm had very, to get that in there. I had to. I've been waiting thirty years for a reason to say that to say that word. Um, I can't imagine too many people don't know this word, but defenestration is the act of throwing someone out of a window. But it comes I, from all... the comes from the Latin root fenestra for window. Okay, D for to yeet <laughs> so yeah they yeet her out the window and now the increasingly uh, <laughs> the, the ugly stepsister who's getting uglier by the day uh lies down in bed the king comes back he's like hey uh my sort of mother-in-law i'm just gonna pop in and see my wife and the stepmom's like no i i, I mean my, my my liege <laughs> she's very sick please come back tomorrow so so he does next morning he asks asks his wife how she's doing She's like, oh, I'm fine. But as soon as she says it, frogs jump out of her mouth instead of gold. <laughs> the king's like, that's not how that normally goes. Wait a second. Wait a minute. The stepmom says, well, it's probably that fever from last night I told you about that she was sick. Um, and eventually everything will be fine. So the king's like, oh, all right, whatever. Women, am I right? <laughs> there's there's um, a fair amount of women, am I right, in this <laughs> he's like i don't know i don't know from women i just found her in a lake <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'll be back so he leaves that night however a duck comes swimming up the gutter to the castle and a kitchen boy sees it and the duck starts asking all sorts of questions boiling down though um the questions are is everyone asleep and where is my baby and the boy the boy says uh the, in the nursery so the duck takes the form <laughs> of the queen goes to the nursery and and feeds the boy um she does this two more nights in a row and then on the third night says okay go get the king tell him that i'm here but i'm also part duck and if he waves his sword over me i'll turn back into the queen proper and be alive um so they do that and then all of them kind of well the king just goes it goes to the stepmom and says uh after he now knows the story that they they threw her into the river they said what pun what sort of punishment would you give someone who murders someone by throwing them into the river and without even really thinking about why she's being asked this and even though she murdered her own stepdaughter three days ago by doing just that she says oh well <laughs> this must be unrelated to that i would put her in a barrel with nails in it and roll her into the river and the king says 
then that's what'll happen to you. <laughs> uh, and then they do that. They lock the stepmom and the sister into the barrel <laughs> with the nails, roll it into the river. The end. Capital punishment was the bomb back then. <laughs> just, oh my God. <laughs> you couldn't get away with that now. Maybe in Texas. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving along. Moving along. Uh, do you, I have a moral. Do you have a moral? No. No, okay. I don't. I'm All bad right. at these, but I, that's okay. This one, especially. Yeah. I think the, the moral is just be kind to everyone you meet and be a good and pretty person. And things will work out for you. But if you are ugly and mean, and if you have an abusive parent and you're doing your best, but you know, your mom keeps saying this shit to you and you got cursed by elves. Um, and also you're a little bit of a murderer, things will go bad for you. That's is there the is there a corollary that if you're ugly, you are bad? I that's happening more and more in these stories. It does seem to be a trend. Like the the ugly, especially the 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 stepsister, and that happened in uh story eleven little brother and little sister and and kind of the same thing happened at the at the end where like the i don't know if you if you recall the stepsister in that case had a one eye but they they cast a spell on her and she was she looked exactly like the the queen except that she was missing the eye and they they tried to usurp the the queen that way by sneaking in you're right i was thinking this was that one when we talk about the arn thompson index in a little bit they do mention that there, it's very common for that trope the usurper queen trope to be attached to a story like this in the beginning which is like the the good kind sister or or what have you and then the bad ugly sister the evil yeah. ugly sister not not bad necessarily but yeah there's, um, there's definitely some snow white origin here and a little Cinderella too, like the, the, yeah. the three men in the woods. She, you know, she makes house with them and they're, you know, everybody gets along fine. Evil stepmother trying to dispatch of her in the woods. There's a lot of magic houses in the mm. woods in Germany. There do seem to be a fair number of magic houses in the woods. Why yeah. can't woodcutters live in those? But, I mean, they, they do. They just can't afford food. The, the houses are <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's just that babies, you can get a good price for a baby if you sell them. That's what I've heard. One thing I wanted to ask about, so you you glossed over it, but in the beginning, the boot. Okay. And he's like, the 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 daughter's like, will you will you get married to this this widow? And he's like, well, I don't know. Take my old boot that's got a hole in it, put it up on a nail, up 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 on the rafters, fill it with water, and if the water comes out, then I won't get married. But if the water somehow stays in there, I'll get married. I have so many questions. Why does she have to go up into the rafters to do this? <laughs> there was some hand wavy magic with the hole in the boot getting magically patched and holding the water. And just the whole thing was just really weird. I, I can't think of a weirder way for me to make a decision. <laughs> I thought we could talk about the boot. The best I could, I could think of is that, yeah, the, the dad did not want to marry this woman. Marriage is the goddamn worst. It's a, it's a torment. I don't want to get married, but if, God himself fixes it so that like the water do- actually doesn't fall out of this boot. It's a million to one shot. Then maybe it'll be worth it. And that, then I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. The, the text actually says, but the water drew the hole together. Yeah. <laughs> and the boot became full to the top. <laughs> I guess that's a sign. So it shrunk oh. the leather shrunk. Like, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't have, I don't have a lot of leather clothes, so I don't know. <laughs> I feel like then the, 
the solution for having a hole in your boot would just to wear them in puddles more often, which feels yeah sort of opposite <laughs> the intent. <there. laughs> Another one that I thought was funny was so the the good sister comes home and every time she opens her mouth, a coin, a gold coin comes out. Yeah, <laughs> and not only are they like, oh whatever, the stepsister goes now look at her arrogance to yeah. <laughs> throw about gold in that way. <laughs> How dare she just being so wasteful. Oh, she's, but yeah, she was she's, secretly envious of it and wanted she, to go in the forest also to seek strawberries. Super catty. Oh yeah, totally. This, this stepsister. And, but then also, you know, like just, yeah, just mean walking through the woods and three dudes are just like, give us some, give us your sandwich. <laughs> she's like, no, like she didn't ask for any of this. I guess she helped murder the girl at the end. Yeah, but I mean, I think she was groomed pretty heavily by the her mother to do anything. Yeah. And to, and to hate this girl. J.K. Rowling never understood why anyone would ever feel bad for Draco. Because J.K. Well, Rowling is a horrible human being. Well, yeah. It's very clear that this person is being wildly abused. And yet, and and yet just, we were supposed to feel sympathy for Snape. I felt sympathy for a lot of people. I mean, there, there's evil people. I mean, not the Nazis, not the wizard Nazis, but uh, <laughs> like of which there were a couple, but like the kids, I don't want to get too deep into what life might be like under an abusive parent. You know, you, you, you take things with you as, as it were. Yeah. Um, I digress. Uh, let's see. So, Phil, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think you could spin this into a movie? Yes, I think that I could. And I would love to tell you about it. I would love to hear about it. Okay. Movie's called Goldie. You have the good girl and her dad. Uh, You call her Goldie for her golden hair, but she also has a pretty voice. She's also kind of a snarker. Catherine Mm -hmm. Hepburn type. Unbeknownst to the girl, the dad's job is making magic jewelry with the help of the elves. Future stepmom knows this, marries the guy, and then kills him. The dad left Goldie a magic amulet with the elves, though the girl didn't know it. And it's the it's the most powerful of all the jewelry because it can grant wishes. Uh, but it doesn't look fancy, just like a, a plain rock on a string of pearls or something. Right. This is this is the, the, the amulet my father left for me. It's all I have. It's all I have. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the stepmom hires some goons, chases her out of the house. She's, you know, stepmom's looking for more and more magic. She's she's going to rob this guy by him. Goldie packs a bindle, goes into the woods, uh, randomly finds the elves house, breaks in, you know, for a place, you know, there's a big storm or something. You can have some initial fun slapstick, but they recognize the girl as the daughter of their friend and human partner. They have this little song and dance number, and they explain that her father's magical amulets only work if they're charged up special by the elves. So they give her the necklace and give it three charges. So that's three wishes. Act two. Goldie makes some nice wishes, one for comfortable shoes or something simple. One wish for the elf house to be better, and then then it's fine. And then she's out singing and whatever. She meets the prince. They fall in love. They get engaged. So now she's got the prince and the magic necklace. And in the third act, stepmom and the sister, they sneak in. At night, they they grab her. They throw her into the river, stealing the necklace. But the truth is that the amulet only had the one left wish left at the moment. So they wish for the ugly, mean daughter to look beautiful. And like Goldie, and she does, but she's still mean, has different color hair, it's green or something. Meanwhile, Goldie gets saved by the elves, who teach her how to use magic for real without the amulet. She makes her way back to the castle, interrupts the wedding, uses magic to reveal her stepsister, and the good guys get married, and the stepmom and daughter get banished from the kingdom. I'm not going to stick them in a barrel. And they all live. You sure? 
<laughs> Maybe we can put them in. They all live happily ever after. And the I can movie's, be the director's cut. Yeah. The movie's title is Goldie. The tagline is, you'll believe that magic is true when you get a pearl necklace from out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> you put a lot of thought into that. I did. Not, not just the tagline, the whole thing. That is, I like it. I like it a lot. I think I could pitch it other than the tagline. I was really proud of the tagline. Are the does, does Goldie ever have gold pieces come out of her mouth? No, Plus she's just got a pretty voice. That loop? What there if that's is... a nod to the original? The evil stepmother and the stepsister get put in a barrel and floated down the river, and like oh, they, you know, they're like, like cack, you know, not cackling, but like you know, yeah, snarking all the way down, like oh, you haven't seen the end of us. Yeah, just stick them in. A, I, you know, I'm a hundred percent for it. I like that note. And I think that that's that's how they will get banished from the kingdom. I did. You know what happened is we took a couple weeks off. You won't see it. Fans of the Brothers Dim because <laughs> we recorded a couple episodes uh, in a row and then and then we we took some time off. So I had written this uh, this thing expecting to have done it. And then I've been I've been editing it <laughs> Ooh. like every once in a while. If I if I needed a little break, the dirty tagline, I that was just all today. I came up with it. I was very proud of myself. And Very Amanda, cheesy. when I when I told her the tagline, she said, you know, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts now. I said, OK, and she said, is your guy's gimmick that you, meaning me, are just the drunken idiot and that Mike is your caretaker? <laughs> and I said, well, that's traditionally how it's gone <laughs> in our relationship from way back. But no, no. <laughs> so uh, this tale was published by the Brothers Grimm in the first edition. Uh, the source was Willem Grimm's friend and future wife, Dorchen Wild. And then the, the the first, as as I understand it, the first edition story was a little bit shorter. In the second edition, they made the, the, the story expanded a little bit by adding stuff from a, another storyteller uh, named Dorothea Wienemann and Amelie Hossemflug that were like, oh, I know that story, but you're forgetting some interesting points. I think Faithful John came from Dorothea Veeman as well. Oh. Yeah, I thought the okay. name sounded familiar. Oh, so yeah. I think she's she's popping up uh, similar to the Wild Sisters as well. Uh, maybe she's in that. Maybe she's, fr- is she from Castle? Maybe she's from Castle. No, uh, Niedersvaren, which I think yeah. is nearby. I Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Um, Especially if she, unless, unless she's just, the, maybe she's the one, they went to, what was it? Niedersvaren. Niedersvaren. Yeah, I should, went, my, my father-in-law grew up in Germany. I should just bring him over. Oh, yeah. But. Niedersveren. Uh, they, and then they were like, when they went to there, they were like, who's the best storyteller? And they're like, go talk to Dorothea. <laughs> so it's Arne Thompson type 403, sort of. <laughs> There's two stories smushed together, which is uh, the kind and the unkind girls. That's type 480. And then 403 seems to be, and there's a couple of different versions of this, but uh, it's the, the title is The Black and the White Bride. It's generally like a stepsister or stepmother or someone is using magic or disguises to usurp the soon to be brand new queen, the the good one. And so for some reason, there's, I think, five or six stories where they just smash those two ideas together. Yeah. I'm wondering if is is Cinderella part of the kind and unkind girls? Kind and unkind girls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Oh, and well, I guess to an extent they, they try to usurp. The true bride's place because i mean with with cinderella they or yeah they do the yeah like the shoe fitting and yeah does the shoe fit and they they cut off they cut up in the in grims they cut off their toes oh to, i can't to wait fit. to get to that 
to fit <laughs> to fit into the the glass shoes as i i believe they go to put the slipper on they're like what the fuck <laughs> like well, you don't have any oh my toes. god what have you done <laughs> you're all covered in blood well that blood makes it slippery you need to do that <laughs> <laughs> bloody stump of a foot gets the prince that doesn't make any sense <laughs> That's all I have. Do you have any uh, any extra notes for uh, for the three little men in the wood? The the milk wine water thing was very confusingly <laughs> written. The 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 milk the idea of a milk bath or just that... I can sort of see the milk bath. I think a lot of soaps are sold these days as you know very milk like, and it's supposed okay, to be yeah. good for your skin or something. I don't know. But and, like the, just the way it was written did not make any. I had to read it like three or four times before I realized that. It switched on the third day because the first two days were just a front for the stepwife to uh, the ste- stepmother to get in the get her foot in the door and yeah flip everything and around. But it was, it presumably was kill the dad. Cut this one out. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that in some other stories, the dad, even if he's a bad father for allowing this to happen, can sometimes be brought back in the end and redeems it and says, "Oh, she was a horrible. Well, I I apologize. I will." I will come clear, but the, the, I mean, he never comes back in this story. Yeah, no, never even heard from. So even, I guess, so, it, and, and like, you, you do have to wonder like where he is because after like a year or two of the, the good sister having disappeared into the wild blue yonder one day, <laughs> the, the stepmother's like, we, uh, we got to go out of town. Yeah. <laughs> Why? You remember that daughter of yours that ran away? The one daughter that <laughs> I, t- I told I you ran away. Still very jealous of her and angry. <laughs> I gotta go fuck with her some more. Well, can I come to the wedding? Well, I only got a plus one. <laughs> it was only me that was invited. She's still, as I said, she's still very mad at you. Doesn't want to speak <laughs> so, to you. It's just gonna be me and Griselda. In the eighteen early eighteen hundreds, you could get away with that. You could move two towns over and never see your family again. Well, there was yeah. not that long ago where that was that was a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. You move one state away. A lot easier to fake your death. Uh, fake your death or just you're just gone. Like you just you just never call again. Like if you leave and you didn't have a forwarding, there's no fucking way to find you. Yeah. And especially if you got married, if you got married and you had a different last name, you, you're your parents and you don't know where your kid's gone. But you named him Janice. And and then they've got like this new last name. So you, what are you going to call it? Like every, every town. And that's when you had phones, like in, in Germany in 1820, they didn't even have that. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> just had to go town to town and be like, Hey, have you seen my kid? Have you seen my kid? Or you see someone that maybe looks like your kid. And of course, everyone looks the goddamn same because there's not many of them. It's all inbred nonsense up there. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe this situation was so common that it wasn't that big a deal. And that's why the father, was never heard from again because it's like, well, another kid of mine ran away. I oh, guess well. she's gone. Yeah, yeah. More where it's that prob- came from. She probably met a king. <laughs> As one does. She probably met some. She probably met. She probably met some. She went into the woods, found a house, met three dudes, <laughs> and they gave her a pearl necklace. <laughs> okay. Did, I think we can we can bring this to we a close. We can probably wrap this and edit it down to. <laughs> 20 minutes 20 something minutes uh thank you for for joining us on this wild journey this has been story number 13 three little men in the wood sleep tight and we will see you next time good evening